welcome to Interjection. Serious information. For a curious nation, I'm your host, Corinne. And I'm your co-host, Janet. How are you doing today, Janet? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, sunny day, nice and windy outside. I think I'm going to have to go do some gardening. Yeah. How about you? I think I did my gardening yesterday and my butt still hurts, so I'm probably going to go play in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is actually a good segue. Are you planning on uh, planting some vegetables? Um, I am not this year because it's going to take a couple of seasons for me to make the dirt at this place um, usable. Um, I do have some peppers, some really insanely hot peppers um, that I'm totally not going to tell people are that bad. Um, (laughs) We'll see if they grow or not. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did some foraging this week. I got some Creeping Charlie and some Dandelion Greens and stuff like that. I bought kale for the first time ever. Ooh, that's another one. Oh, you know, I do not like the flavor of kale very much, but Good. probably your way. You don't need it anyway. So today well, we're going to be say... talking about our diet myths. Yes, um, we are. Kale. I might as well start by attacking kale right from the beginning. <laughs> okay, so this is a vegetable. It is a vegetable. That is in probably like one out of every 20 recipes that I own right now. Yeah. And people love it. And I have a lot of, you know, healthy, organic, hippie friends that eat it by the bunches. And I just. Stop eating romaine lettuce. I was going to say, I just don't like the taste of it. No. It it tends to be tough. and. Yep. Nutritionally speaking, you are better off eating romaine lettuce than kale. Um, That's. It's a common misconception that these superfoods can be broken down by our body in the same way as other yeah. foods. Uh, just because something is a superfood doesn't mean that your body can break it down that way. Can you define superfood for me? So superfoods are foods that have been identified as being nutrient or vitamin or mineral dense by different groups or having antioxidants and other things. Um, they okay. kind of ignore how body chemistry works. Uh, A lot of them come from very small studies or studies that were done once, uh, maybe twice. There's there's some truth to them. I mean, some of these foods are a little bit better for you and do have some properties, but not on the scale that they're made out to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So generally, if something's being called a superfood right there and then, if you don't like it, don't eat it. (laughs) Um, Because it really isn't going to have that big of an effect on you. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like some of the things you hear with diets, like the paleo diet, um, just stay away from this plant family. That's that's not how things work. Um, That's not how science works. I will post lots of articles for people to look up if they don't want to um, believe me. But um, Mm -hmm. eating a tomato isn't going to make you fat or gain weight. Um, So diet myths. I'm going to start with my favorite diet myth because it's one that you've actually been suffering from. (laughs) Um, So Janet has started Weight Watchers and I am reading my diet. I lost 60 pounds over the last few years and this winter I put on like 20 pounds of it again. So I'm rebooting, Um, getting my health choices back where they were before. I need to stop eating so many sun chips. 
Ooh, those are good. They are. That's the problem. They just came out with a whole bunch of new flavors. Yeah, and, <laughs> I uh, saw that. I made some mistakes. Mistakes were made. Let's put it that way. Um, so my first diet myth, my real diet myth, is that um, you have to be hungry when you're dieting. You don't have to be hungry when you're dieting, but you do oh, have thank to goodness. think a little bit about what you're doing with your food. Um, mm -hmm. This has become something that I'm a little bit better at than the average bear. And that's because um, those of you who know me know that I have managed to keep a food blog through this whole process to talk about what kinds of foods I'm eating and how many calories are in them and things like that. And one of the major parts of weight loss is calorie control. Um, ideally, you are aiming for the, the calories that your body should be having. Um, mm -hmm. You may find that when you are initially losing weight, you might have to go a little bit lower, but you shouldn't go too low. Uh, a lot of the times we're hungry because of the food choices we're making with those calories. Um, so for example, you eat a granola bar because it's 200 calories and it's easy to know that. The mm -hmm. problem is for the price of that granola bar, you could have had a mixing bowl's worth of cauliflower fried rice. Yum. Um, which is about 300 calories, depending on what kind of meat you throw in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Denying yourself things and replacing them with things like <clears throat> shakes <laughs> will often leave you hungry because, well, those shakes may or may not, uh, depending on where those shakes are coming from, have certain things added to them. Uh, they often ignore a very important part of the digestive process. And mm -hmm. most of the science out there says if you're trying to drink your vitamins and your minerals, um, you're not getting them. So Interesting. a lot of times people are opting for smoothies, uh, which is leaving them hungry. The whole fruit is better for you than the smoothie is. Um, and when you think about it, how much fruit did you put into that smoothie? Quite a lot. You would have been better off eating it whole. Um, mm -hmm. It would fill you up and you're going to get the exact, you're actually going to get more nutrients from it whole than you do in a smoothie mix. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the things that lead us towards hunger when we are dieting is just poor life decisions. Um, <laughs> we really want that Snickers bar rather than the whole pineapple. Yes, it's um, true. We have a tendency to choose the fruits that are perhaps, um, a little higher in calories a lot of times when we're dieting, uh, because we crave that sweetness. So um, one of the things somebody told you actually on your Facebook wall made me just like face palm and scream oh, no! <laughs> because they were like, just eat a lot of bananas. And I was like, no, <laughs> uh, I am are actually one of the highest calorie fruits there are. Uh, a normal banana is about a hundred to 130 calories. Yep. Um, That's why I love them. <laughs> so if you're eating eight bananas a day, you already ate half of your daily allotment of food, depending on what you ate with it, could actually put you in trouble for most right. people. Um, another problem with the hunger is a lot of times you're cutting your calories back too much. Um, we make the mistake a lot of times of basing our calories on the USDA calorie amount, the 2,000. Um, yeah. but the truth of the matter is that's an average. That's not yes, necessarily yours. Um, you can do things. There's, there's programs that you can use and there's places you can go to get measurements and things like that. But, um, so for me, my ideal calorie range is actually probably around 16 to 1800, which for some people is going to be dieting. 
Um, so there's a lot that goes into that. So you might want to consider adding a couple more calories on. If you're hungry all the time, you might be going too far. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because this just happened to me. So I, I just started this Weight Watchers thing about five weeks ago. And the first two weeks, I was so hungry, I thought I was going to eat my own arm. I really did. If it was something that looked like it was organic, I just wanted to eat it. And so I was exercising a lot. And I'm also, um, I'm taller than the average woman. Mm -hmm. So what they usually tell me is that my target just to maintain weight should be about 2,200. And, you know, with American diets, you hit that mark pretty fast. I do happen to really love vegetables, so I, I tend to eat healthier than most people, but I still have this baby weight that I just cannot get rid of. So, um, but I was, I was just so hungry that I was angry all the time. Mm -hmm. And for those two weeks, I just couldn't concentrate and I needed to grade papers and I needed to do things, but my brain without enough calories was just going flatlining. Yeah. Right. And so, um, after consulting a whole bunch of people, uh, and also I had Weight Watchers on their 24 seven chat, like four or five times a week, mm-hmm. we figured out that I just was not eating enough. And once I started consuming more than what the very, very baseline was that they were recommending, I actually dropped a lot more weight mm-hmm. at the beginning. Now, right, right now I'm plateauing, which kind of pisses me off, but at the same time, you know, women especially, our weight will cycle up to, what is it, like about five pounds a day, just depending it's on what we're drinking. closer to 10. Is it really? Oh, my yeah, God. Women can go up to 10. Yeah, and especially if if it is a shark week for a girl, then <laughs> we, can, we can definitely be retaining more water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it is kind of maddening to be on a program where I'm supposed to be dropping weight and I know that I'm just eating healthy and I'm moving more and I'm feeling just more, I I just feel awesome right now. But uh, that's one of the problems I think with diets is I have turned into this crazy food counting, weighing myself four times a day kind of person. Mm -hmm. And that part of it is really stressing me out. That part of it's actually really unhealthy. So um. yeah, it is. It is, and I'm. And what's really dumb about it, Corinne, is rationally, I know that my weight will fluctuate and mm-hmm. it will stall out, and there will be periods where I gain just by breathing air. Mm-hmm. Thing, um, and even though I am a very well educated adult who knows this. There is something about our culture that makes it really, really hard to accept. You know what I mean? It's all or nothing is the way it often gets handled. But no, you you don't have to be hungry. You shouldn't be hungry. And if you're hungry, you probably need to lay off of your granola bars and supplements and fill that in with vegetables. Um, High fiber is better. Mm -hmm. Um, potatoes aren't bad for you. You don't want to overdo it because they, they are a little caloric. Um, but the problem with potatoes is often what we add to them, not the potato itself. 
Right. Um, there are little true. things you can do that will help you cut calories and still make you feel full. And I have a whole bunch of these for you because this is what I've Yay! been doing for a very long time. Um, the me. first thing is switch your breads. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people will switch down all the way to these like super low calorie wraps and things like that that are really thin. Um, they're not very filling. There's both a Sara Lee and a Pepperidge Farm brand of bread out there that's 45 calories a slice. Um, your average is closer to 100 calories a slice. So just flipping out your bread for one of those. And the kids will never know. The child <laughs> will never know that you did it. The bread still tastes normal. Um, mm -hmm. That can be one way of doing things. Um, flip out sour cream for fat-free Greek yogurt. Plain fat-free Greek yogurt. Um, yes. They're very similar in taste, and in most recipes, they can actually be substituted. I was a little worried at first about the fat part, um, but I made my grandmother's sour cream sugar cookies, mm. um, and they came out actually a little bit better than the originals. <laughs> Um, so it's worth a try most of the times. Remember it's food. So if worse comes to worse, then it gets destroyed. A lot of it can be composted or turned into something else. Right. Um, cauliflower is a great substitute for mashed potatoes. And because it's so low calorie, you can actually load it up pretty good. Um, <laughs> So cauliflower is good for mashed potatoes. You can actually make it into a fake cream of wheat um, mm -hmm. for a breakfast cereal. And if you pulse it, you can use it instead of rice. Um, in recipes for things like fried rice, um, stuffed peppers, and other things. Yes. It's, it's got a good texture for it. Um, I make a lot of shrimp fried rice with it, and there's no frying involved. That's right. Um, you know what I've had it as? Mm -hmm. Somebody made an Alfredo sauce yep. with it. Those and it was really good. Yeah. I was so shocked. It was um, delicious. And this is coming from somebody who I hate all of the plants in that particular family for the <laughs> most part. So I hate raw cauliflower and I hate normal cooked cauliflower, but it seems to work really well as a substitute for rice in a lot of recipes. Um, and it, it actually makes a pretty tasty cream of wheat. Yeah. Um, and it makes a really good garlic mashed potato with that Greek yogurt and just a little bit of bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Uh, <laughs> um, another thing that you can substitute is look at your eggs. Um, in recipes, a lot of times they can be substituted out for applesauce um, or some of that Greek yogurt. So yesterday I actually posted a chocolate chip recipe that used the um, Greek yogurt instead. Um, it, sometimes it does leave that tang behind. So if you don't like the tang, try a different kind of yogurt. Um, but it can really uh, help there cut down some calories. Um, another thing that you can look at substituting is your butter. Now, I couldn't. I ended <laughs> up deciding it wasn't worth it. But there are healthier margarines out there now than there were when we were kids and you yes. can switch out for a lot of them beware if you're a vegan though that some of them have fish oil in them mm -hmm. so you do want to check for that um but for me that wasn't an option because while I do like margarine okay on bread and butter type things in my cooking it makes me very angry um, <laughs> so that's another substitute that that works real well Trying to think of another one that I know. 
I don't know. Can I tell you a weird thing about bread? Mm-hmm. So I haven't really eaten anything bread-y very much over the last month. And I had a piece of, I don't know what, it, it was just like a regular piece of white bread and I made it as a piece of toast. I put nothing on it, but so I sweet, cooked right? an egg. <gasps> it was, it was just as satisfying as a donut. And yeah. I just was like, what is this? It was, it was yeah. really sweet, like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it did, it hit my body like a donut would. So Americans are a little crazy with the sugar in their bread. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. We so, are. That's something to watch out for. Um, I have a really easy recipe actually for you. That's a great substitute. Um, you can use it to make pizza crust. You can use it mm-hmm. to make tortillas. Um, and you can use it to make a English muffin kind of thing. Um, it's very simple. If you want to make tortillas, you're going to use equal parts of all-purpose flour and Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. If you want to make pizza crust or English muffins, you're going to use equal parts of self-rising flour and the Greek yogurt. Interesting. Yeah, I love that recipe. They both make very low-calorie tortillas. It makes a low-calorie pizza crust. A whole pizza crust with the, I think it's the half. Half mm-hmm. a cup to half a cup is going to be like 400 calories for the whole pizza crust. That's amazing. Uh, which can also be used as a non-substitute, but it, it, you're not going to get non-quality out of it kind of thing. Yeah, um, you, you can, I, I need real non. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't most of the time, but I, I've gotten used to it as time goes by. Um, and depending on how you bake it is going to depend on what you get out of it. So I'm going to post that for you um, in the links because that's a really good substitute. Uh, my tortillas are about 35 calories a tortilla. That's wonderful. Um, to put that into perspective, I currently have some mission tortillas because I was lazy this week and they're 90 calories a tortilla for the same size. Yeah. Yeah. Have so. you read about cloud bread? Yeah, but I don't like meringues. And I just... it's based off of that same kind of thing, just with less sugar. Yes. Yes. So, so it's for nut. those listening, it's basically egg whites. Yeah, it's and a meringue. cream of tartar. Yeah, yeah, it's a meringue, and you you spread it on a yeah. cookie sheet and you bake it. And yep, a meringue with no sugar in it, and that is just a travesty that should never happen. Well, I've <laughs> seen people, you know, use them like hamburger buns and stuff, and yeah. I, I've, I'm willing to try it, but not without. I don't want that I know kind of crunch on my hamburger. Yeah, and and I use the Greek yogurt to make my hamburger buns. Um, I stopped doing it for hot dog buns. I decided that they were worth the slice of bread that I prefer them on. Yeah. Um, that's another place that you can look for substitutes um, for the beef products in your house that are processed. Um, number one, try to cut back on them because yeah. they tend to be caloric. But um, kibasi, sausage, uh, hot dogs, bacon. With bacon, there's a trick. Look for the low-sodium version. It usually has less calories than the rest Mm. of them. Um, Wegmans brands, low-sodium, you can have three pieces for the same caloric intake as pretty much everybody else's. Yeah. Um, Turkey bacon, eh, it doesn't have quite the same satisfying taste to it, but it can be used in a lot of recipes. Um, Would you like to know my cheat on that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I, you know... 
Irish Catholic family, so mm-hmm. we save all of our bacon grease. Yes. And I will I will just add the tiniest bit of bacon grease when I'm doing turkey bacon, which I have to count, of course, right. but it really does improve the flavor a lot. going to say, you want to be careful with the animal fat because a lot of times yeah. it's just as caloric, if not worse than using an oil. Yeah. But I also, I, I go for all of the um, bits at the bottom. Yeah, the flavor. You know? Yeah. Yeah, where the flavor is. Yeah. But- Yes, I have never eaten so much turkey in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Turkey and chicken because that those are some really lean meats. Mm-hmm. So um, I cannot, I'm having a hard time finding affordable ground turkey. I mean, it is really expensive where I live. And, but when I cook it up, it really does taste just like, hamburger I mean it's it's really hard to tell the difference at least for me anyway I mean for some things it seems to work really well turkey tacos yeah it works really well for tacos um it works really well for meatballs although you do usually have to add something fatty into the mix to make them bind a little bit better um but but when it comes to kibasi nobody will know what you did to them um, a lot of the Italian sausages, they're, they're not going to know. They're going to know it tastes a little different. They're going to assume it's something to do with the spices. Usually the, the right. sausage itself is the same. Um, so, so for processed foods, a lot of times the turkey version doesn't really taste any different than the pork or beef version. And it's usually about anywhere from 50 to 100 calories less. Yes, it's amazing. So... With the Weight Watcher system, they have boiled everything down to points. So instead of having to, you know, count up to 1,600 calories a day, mm-hmm. uh, certain foods are weighted, you know, so there are free foods like vegetables and fruits See, and things that there, are high. That's one of my problems with the Weight Watcher. I was going to say, I was going to say. foods and vegetables, it's very easy to eat 800 calories of vegetables a day. It, it is actually um, with bananas too, especially mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do eat a lot of bananas, but I do count it in my head as a hundred cal- calories a pop. Um, but it, it, the system I think is trying to balance the freebie foods with, by overcharging for other foods. Mm-hmm. So I, I bought uh, the stuff called skinny pop. So there are a hundred calorie bags. Yeah. And that thing has like, if my daily allotment is 30 points and they count that as a four point bag, mm-hmm. which it's basically the same amount as a, banana. Um, a banana or a small tub of yogurt, mm-hmm. you know, one of those little, and, but they're all weighted differently. The yogurts were three, the popcorns were four and a banana's worth absolutely nothing in the system. But I, I can say even though I I kind of get what they're doing, um, the fact that it's turned me into this you know point counting machine, like I really have to justify in my head something that is gonna cost me four points, you know. Okay. So um, I tend to go for it just because I know it's only a hundred calories, mm-hmm. but um, it has kept me away from breads. It has kept me away from sugars. Mm-hmm. I can't do junk food on this system. No, you have to be careful. Junk food in general. So what I usually tell people who are just starting out is um, cut your processed foods in half at yes. first and then cut yeah. them down to a quarter. And also be careful with the um, 
processed foods that are marketing themselves as healthy foods. Because a lot of times the label is a flat out lie. <laughs> yeah. Like I bought these special, I'm trying to get more protein in my diet because I don't really eat that much. And uh, I bought these special K, you know, protein bites. And they are they're these, really high in calories, but they are. They delicious. are so high in calories. Yeah. And they've got enough sugar in it that it triggers you to want to eat a lot of them. So mm-hmm. it's it ended up being a terrible, terrible, terrible food to yeah. try to lose weight on. Chickpeas are a really good way. Any kind of beans, really, to get some extra protein in. You can toss them in all sorts of things that people don't even realize. You know, I've got um, chickpea fudge recipe. Um, mm. I've got a chickpea brownie recipes. Um, yeah, you can roast them like croutons. I, I mean, there's I do. I roast them like croutons a lot, and I toss them with taco seasoning or ranch dressing mix. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that you can look at is your sugars. Right. Um, you want to be careful with the substitutions for sugars. Some of them affect different people different ways. Um, and I know a ton of people right now are like, it's all poison. You're going to die. It's You can't eat enough for it to be poison. Don't worry. There is a correlation that says that some of those sugars still make your insulin react a certain way, but it's not yes. as big a deal as you've been hearing about it. It's it's a little bit. So it's still the better option for you, especially if you're diabetic. Um, yes. Um, I was also going to say, though, that when it comes to weight loss, they're actually finding that these artificial sweeteners are actually making it harder for some people to lose weight because some people get it triggers that sweet part in their brain and they overeat because of it and that's something to that be and well that and the um the palate tells the body that there are calories present right and then when you don't get that hit of calories or like uh-oh you know we need to get these you know and and so it it does something weird to the metabolism i can't i don't know you know, science. Yeah, like, you remember we were talking about those preliminary studies? Yeah. That's yeah. one of them. So ignore okay. it for now. Um, okay, well, that's good because yeah. I actually really do like the taste of one of the artificial sweeteners yeah. that I've been using lately. The one that I tend to prefer is Lakanto. It's a mix of monk fruit and xylitol. Um, mm. I actually really like xylitol, which is a problem. Uh, it leaves a tingly flavor behind that I really enjoy. Um, but what I really like about this particular sweetener is that it can be substituted one for one. And sometimes I can even cut back a little. Um, okay. So it's good for making pancakes. It's good for making um, chocolate chip cookies, things like that, um, where you would normally use excessive sugar. You pay for it with your dear pocket, though. Um, I've actually yes. been looking into buying it in a bulkier amount just because I use so much of it um, because I do enjoy my sugar. Um, and without it, I feel like I'm denying myself something and that often leads to binges. Yeah. Um, but look at, at the sugar substitutes. I generally don't recommend the stevia ones. I know that people go on and on about how it's natural, so it's better for you, but stevia actually interacts with a lot of medications. Mm. Um, it can make some people very sick and it it also has a pretty high allergy, um, chance. Yeah. I want to watch out for I grow stevia and I will use it like in cooking, but I, I'm using like the raw plant. Yeah. I don't do the dirt with it. Even, even with the raw plant, you want to be careful with it. It does interact with a lot of medications poorly. Um, there's actually a database out there that you can check your medications against interactions that are known. 
Um, I will link to that in the blog so that people can look through it. And it covers everything from vitamins to herbal supplements. Right. Um, so that's good. Um, oh, should I tell you the argument I've been having with my husband? Oh, yes. What is the argument? Are we ready to segue into this? Yes. Okay. So according to Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. I should be eating a lot more protein because protein is supposed to make me feel full. Now, I can tell you that I actually do feel more full when I eat protein. My husband says it's all in my head. And I I just, I have a hard time with that because the flavor and the fat and stuff seems to stick around in my mouth longer than any other carb would. And it just makes me feel heavier. Like I feel like I carry it around with me longer. And I've found... Yeah, I know, I know. And he Remember keeps telling me it's Remember how we talked about that head. placebo effect with the sugar? I know. It's but I thing it is. It's unfortunately it is all in your head for the most part. Um, it's good to look at your macronutrient goals um, based on your weight, height, etc. Um, there's a lot of good tools out there to help you figure out what they really are. Um, <laughs> usually your protein and your fat are about equal. And okay. your carbohydrates make up about half of what you should be eating. And that includes your fruits and vegetables, of course. Oh, can Um, I put in a plug for my fitness pal? This is a free (laughs) app and it, it's great because it does attracts like all of the vitamins and minerals as well as fat and carbs. Um, I'm, I'm really mad at the Weight Watchers app because it doesn't. So I don't really have a good sense of how I'm doing in terms of all those yeah, And that's one of my nutrients. big problems with the Weight Watchers point mm-hmm. system is it's not looking at your macros. So you might actually be eating too many carbs or too little carbs. And, you know, we're going to talk about fad diets sooner or later, but your body needs carbohydrates. Yeah, that's what um, everybody told me those first two weeks where yeah. I wanted to, like, kill everything. And yeah. then I was also very zombie-like in the brain. Yeah, so. your body needs carbohydrates uh, specifically for brain function, among other right? things. Right? So you need those sugars. Yeah, yeah, you cut too much out, and you can actually make yourself um, ill. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something you have to watch out for. Um, mm-hmm. So we might as well just jump into fad diets. Yay, fad diets. Oh, there's um, so many. What so are you going to have? has been around for a while. It is yes. a fad diet, um, even though it hasn't gone away. Um, it's something to be careful on. It does work for a lot of people, but it mostly works because it is forcing you to avoid that junk food. Um, right. And think about the food choices that you're making. But in of itself, you can actually download the patent information. It's not a big difference from your regular fad diet. It's a restrictive diet. Um, for most people, it's going to work until they stop doing it, and then they're going to start gaining back that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, another fad diet that's going around right now is connected to the beach body movement, um, Shakeology. Um, I hate this because my sister-in-law's little sister or older sister, I can't remember. My sister-in-law's sister has gotten involved with this and has got my sister-in-law involved with this. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Um, it's, I have a friend who is one of the coaches now, um, and it it does give her results. The problem is it gives her results because it's replacing bad habits that she had before. Um, Mm. if she were to stop doing it, she would start gaining all of that weight back. Um, the shakes themselves have been scientifically pulled apart 
um, there's a really good article I'm going to link you to, um, both on the metabolic level and what's in the actual shakes level, and they are garbage. Um, they're no better for you than a slim fast shake. And for some people, they could actually be worse for them than the slim fast shake. There's some things in it that are allergens um, right. that are well-known allergens and can cause problems. Um, any kind of diet that's flipping you out for a shake isn't a good idea. Shake smoothies, any of that. Um, right. Your body doesn't absorb those nutrients as well. You're not getting the fiber that you need. Um, oftentimes with those kinds of diets, uh, and a lot of people think, oh, if I, if I blend this, head of kale, I'm going to get more from it. And in reality, you're going to get less from it usually um, because right. you have broken down that fiber structure, which means your body's not spending as much time digesting. Yep. Um, with the shake diets, a lot of times it's also going to leave you hungry because it goes through your system yes. too fast. Um, yes. And once again, as I said earlier, it's so much better if you eat that big bowl of fruit than if you drink that big bowl of fruit, because when you're drinking it, you're honestly probably going to drink more than you would have eaten, mm -hmm. which means you're upping your caloric intake. Yes. So I'm, I am slowly starting to recognize that I am under a placebo effect, but I do have uh, two times a week, I'll do a shake in the morning mm -hmm. and I put it in a banana. So that's a hundred calories. I put in a cup of almond milk. And then I put in, yeah, and I put in, um, like, a little bit of this PB2 powder, which I don't know yeah, if you've seen I it. I know PB2, yeah. It's so yummy. It um, and then I, I put in, I have a dairy-derived protein powder that I put in there. Away. So, yeah, it's, like, basically a whey protein. And um, I mix it up, and it tastes awesome. And I feel full. Partly, though, because I sip on it for about two hours. Mm -hmm. It takes me about two hours to get through my cup. So what I and... want you to try instead mm -hmm. is look at the whey powder, find out how much protein is actually in it, yes, and compare that to eggs. Well, I was going to say, what I do most mornings is I will do one to two eggs. I will do a slice of super duper wheat grainy bread of some kind and uh, yeah and then if um i don't ever put anything on it but it's got a bunch of fiber in it and then if i don't if i only do one egg i'll do like an eighth of an avocado or i'll do like this morning i did a bunch of spinach mm -hmm. and i just had a side of spinach with my eggs so um I, you know, it, it has basically the same effect, yeah. but, um, I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to show you the powder. Yeah. Do a side but, by side and, and actually record your feelings for a week. Okay. Because I'm well, telling you that you'll feel much fuller if you eat the banana and you eat the egg Yeah. than if you drink them for two hours. I'm also dealing with trying to run out the door and I cannot cook an egg in under two minutes, but I can put a bunch of stuff in a blender and blend it and okay, then grab it. So you can cook an egg in under two minutes. I'm assuming you like them scrambled or something. Uh, no, I I actually do mine sunny side up. But the problem isn't so much the cooking of the egg as it is actually having to sit down and eat it. Um, 
Like I, I seriously, I, between me and trying to get myself to work and my daughter on the bus on time, Mm -hmm. if I can't grab it and run out the door and consume it outside of the house, then it doesn't get consumed. So I, I have given up completely cereals and oatmeal and, um, any, any kind of sit down meal. All right. Um, so do you like hard boiled eggs? No, <laughs> no, of course not. Then I can't help you anymore. You're just going to like a different thing. Um, I know. but that's, that's another diet myth is that it's because of time, but, um, you just, you have to make well, the choice to get up 10 minutes earlier to eat. I was going to say, so I've been doing other things too, um, on the days that I can't make, like this week is different because I'm in between semesters. Mm-hmm. So I've been eating a lot of eggs in the morning, but, um, during the school year, um, if I didn't do one of those protein shakes in the morning, then I would do something like I would grab about, you know, a few ounces of turkey and eat that instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and the thing, sandwich meats. Um, you might want to consider doing some meal prepping so that you can I just grab finger foods right out of the fridge and run. Um, yep. Grapes, apples, that kind of stuff. I was going to say, i just been um, eating a lot of whole fruit. I mean, yeah. I'll throw a couple oranges and an apple in a bag and yep. that'll be my. But um, yeah, it is. It, I do have to say that I love cooking. You know that about mm-hmm. me. I love cooking. And I find it very relaxing and very zen to be, you know, standing there peeling vegetables for an hour and chopping them and dicing them. But um, it it does take a lot of work to do these types of meals. And Mm -hmm. even though I enjoy eating healthy meals a lot, um, I was I was teaching an overload this semester. So. um, If I did, if I was not able to chop all my vegetables for the week on a Sunday, then, you know, we're at the mercy of whatever I could heat up fast throughout the week. This is part of why fad diets suck. Um, and, and diets in general suck is because uh, diets don't work. You mm-hmm. need to make a life choice to make a decision to change your eating habits, which is really hard yes. to do. And diets are usually a step into that. But yes. um, you have to go into an understanding that this never ends. No, it doesn't. Um, that is one thing that the Weight Watchers program is emphasizing is that it doesn't end when you hit your target weight. And the women that I've talked to who are these lifelong members, they'll tell you every day they have to think about what they're eating and they count it so they can eat a lot more now that they've hit their target weight. But at the same time, this whole wondering, you know, if is this worth it? Am I going to be able to balance this out with something else? It yeah. just doesn't go away. And, you know, but, there's there's actually a really good um, meta on this. Um, uh-huh. They've reviewed literature on as many randomized controlled trials of obese or overweight adults who were placed on popular fad diets um, for at least three months. And they basically found that there there is some difference in the actual diets mm-hmm. um but overall uh, they weren't really that effective um mm-hmm. some people did a little bit better on some of them most really didn't um and i will link you to that as well um 
diets really just, I mean, choose the one that seems to work for you, but pay attention to what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what you have to remember is that about 45 to 65% of your calories should come from carbs and then 10 to 35 from protein and 20 to 35 from fat. Um, and there's a little bit of room there for moving because based on what you're doing, those numbers have to change a little. So for example, if right. you're doing a lot of weightlifting, you should have a little more protein and fat in your diet. Right. Because basically what you're doing is you're tearing and repairing your muscles when right. you do those types of exercise and you need the extra boost of protein. Right. Um, um, another popular one is uh, you have to eat at a certain time or eat frequent meals. Um, yeah. No. That's, oh. that's not how the human metabolic system works. You can you can eat after 8 p.m. and you can choose to eat many meals if that's what works for you. Um, when it comes to the many meals, if you pay attention, you'll notice that a lot of the bodybuilder suggestions is actually three hours. And if you do the math in your head, you can figure out really easy that if breakfast is 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, so noon is usually lunch, right? 12 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3 is usually around when you have your snack. 3 to 4, 4 to 5, 5 to 6 is normally dinner time. So that's not a bad one to go off of, Um, but it doesn't matter how much you're eating or when you're eating it. There is some evidence that shows that maybe eating carbs before bed is a little bit better um, than Hmm. eating carbs for breakfast. Okay. But that's about as far as it goes. You don't have to eat at a certain time. Eat when you're hungry. Um, snacks aren't a bad thing. In fact, they help a lot of dieters. Um, people who tend to be grazers actually do tend to be a little bit thinner, um, than people who actually just sit down and eat three meals a day. Um, why that is a correlation. We don't really know why. (laughs) Well, I was going to say also learn to distinguish when you're actually feeling hungry versus bored Bored versus you liked, yeah, sad, or when you just... There are some foods that I know it just has to do with the flavor and how sweet they are mm-hmm. that I really do want to sit there and eat the whole bag. Yeah, and, and, you know, portioning things out as soon as you get it home from the grocery store does seem yeah. to help a little bit. I actually get these portion bags from Wegmans, but you can get them in Walmart and Target, too. Uh-huh. Um, they only hold up to a cup and they have measurement lines on them. Yes, um, I've seen And those. when I bring home a sweet... Mm-hmm. or a savory or something that has extra calories in it, I actually sit down, pop that bag open and move the yes. contents into those and make a basket. Yeah. And I know that I'm only allowed to take three treats from that basket a week. There you go. So I yes. don't overdo it. Um, I do that measuring. with some other high caloric food too. I was going to say measuring has been a big eye opener. Because yeah. I used to think that I was just... Like, for instance, creamer in my coffee. You know, I I like putting what I consider just a small amount of creamer, but it ended up, I measured it one day, and it was like five tablespoons or something. Um, One of the things that you can switch on that if you're not too terribly picky is Coffee Mate makes a sugar-free vanilla creamer, and that's the one that I use. It's about 15 calories a tablespoon. Yes, I've been doing that. you don't need anything extra with that one. It's sugary enough all on its own. Yes, I've been doing that yeah. too. And I've also been trying to actually not do as much coffee, which is really, really, really hard. But Instead, uh, I would recommend trying to do more black coffee. I can't. No? <laughs> no, Even no. Even a cold brew kind of thing? 
I'm a coffee snowflake. Okay. I, it needs to be sweet and yeah. creamy. Then so what you might want to consider if it's a caffeine thing too is um <laughs> Republic of Tea makes a I just actually finished one. They make a line of high-calf teas that have as much yes. caffeine in them as a cup of t- coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the pomegranate one. I think it's kind of gross, but I like the green tea one, and I like the black tea one. Yes, I've had the black tea one especially, and it's very good. The other thing that I'll do sometimes is I'll just grab a Diet Coke, which isn't as much caffeine, but um, it kind of takes the place. Now, diet soda is something that I have become a rave connoisseur of because I love fizzy drinks. And that was one thing that I decided from the start I wasn't going to give up. Um, I just had to drink diet instead. And I have tried so many diet sodas now that I can actually tell you which ones still pretty much taste like the real soda and which ones are a lie. Diet Coke is a lie. But I've actually I, come to prefer the Diet Coke over the regular Coke. I Diet do immensely. Dr. Pepper is a clear winner. It's, yeah, very, very good. And Something I about that one. Yeah, um, and then also when you get it with, what is it, vanilla and cherry vanilla or something? Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, it, I don't it's, like, I can't have that, so I can't tell you. Um, Diet Dr. Pepper cherry, they use red dye 40. Oh, I see. And you're sensitive to that. I'm not sensitive. I'm flat out. We're going to go allergic. To allergic. <laughs> I, on the tongue, ladies and gentlemen, are a pretty much the worst feeling in the world. So yeah, I have, I have no idea if that one's good. Um, Sprite Zero mm-hmm. is good, um, but I don't like the Coke Zero family. Um, Diet Pepsi actually tastes more like real Pepsi. I don't love Pepsi. No, I'm a Coke girl. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm more of a Coke person. Um, I've also found that there are lots of lines of Wegmans calls them flavored beverages. Um, They're no calorie. They're fizzier than seltzer waters. Right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They're they're basically sodas without calling themselves sodas. They have a little bit of a lighter flavor, but they're still sweet and they still... Tastes like a fruit, even though These nothing about it looks like the fruit. don't even have a lighter flavor. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're zero calorie. They're full flavor. They've got more fizz than seltzers. It's worth looking to see if they're around your soda section. They won't call them seltzer waters, and that's how you'll know. They won't call them clubs or anything. They won't be near the polar, usually. Yeah. If they are near the polar, they're usually near the polar that has, like, birch beer and ginger ale and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so those are a good um, flip out for those of us that have to have the fizzy stuff. Of course, water is the best policy. I am not a big water fan. <laughs> I've been forcing myself. Stuff you don't yeah. do water. I don't no really love too. water. I I drink more iced tea to make up for it. I do like. I have rediscovered iced tea. I did not drink it yeah. for years. Probably because my parents had it with every single meal and in between meals, like they're huge iced tea drinkers. Yeah. But um, it's it's made a comeback in my life, and it is really nice. So lots of different flavors to play with too, and the Mio drops have been something else that I've been to. Mio, yeah. I love those. Um, another big myth is that milk will either make you lose weight or gain weight. There's a little bit of truth to this one, but it's not your ideal. Um, In my case, I cut milk pretty much completely out of my diet, unless it's in like cheese or cottage cheese type forms. 
Mm. Um, I switched over to so delicious unsweetened coconut milk because a whole glass is 45 calories, which is less than skim milk. And it's mm. got a more satisfying texture to it. It still has that whole milk kind of feel to it. Um, calcium is correlated with weight loss. So if you're not getting enough calcium, you may actually plateau out. Um, and that's something to look at because a lot of women actually don't get enough calcium. I can um, guarantee I'm not getting enough. I don't get enough. The trick with calcium is don't take calcium anytime near when you're taking iron. They cancel each other out. So multivitamins are out. Um, take calcium by itself. With the vitamin okay. D supplement sometimes. Um, but the ones by themselves is better than actually taking a multivitamin. Interesting. Um, gluten. Ah, gluten. Gluten is ruining your world except for are going to get very mad about this. There's a very good chance that it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. um, all the scientific data out there says that the vast majority of people who claim gluten intolerance aren't at all. Mm -hmm. So there's that. If you like bread, eat your bread. Yeah. Just make sure that you're thinking calorie-wise. Yeah. Right? Um, but if, if your diet is, you know, this is this is what's destroying me, then chances are extremely slim that gluten is your issue. And if you really right. think that it's an issue, then you should be going to your doctor to get tested. Um, celiacs is a dangerous disease. I was going to say, um, a lot of it, um, if people are very seriously sensitive to gluten, it might be actually a yeah. wheat allergy. Mm -hmm. um, because there is no... There is no such thing as gluten sensitivity. You're either allergic or you have celiac. Yeah. Um, so you need to go to a doctor and get it checked out if you think that that's really an issue. But there's a very good chance that it is, once again, the placebo problem. Mm. Those um, crazy placebos. Yeah. In this case, it's the crunchy food movement. Um, and a lot of times with the crunchy food movement, there's not a lot of data to support it. Um, even when we're talking about organic versus non-organic food, there's really... Um, oh, worldwide studies do... that really yeah. debunk that and that's something that we can talk about on another pod sometime. I was going to say let's do yeah. that one because that is a hot button issue it in is. our house because yeah science yeah. so <laughs> science pretty much says across the board that um, it's the not only a benefit thing. you're getting from organics is the benefit of paying a local farmer more money um, and yes. some of the pesticides are actually worse for you um, well, I was going to say pharma or not, <laughs> let's, let's say that for a whole nother episode. Yeah, I think we'll it would be that a really another good one. But, um, yeah. if, if you're dieting, you're going to have to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and you really need to think about the science in this case, when it comes to fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. um, because you're not going to be able to afford to eat an organic diet like that normally. No, especially yeah. avocados are now $2 a pop. And I can't find cheaper around here. And same thing, there are other, um, like, fruits, like, mangoes hardly ever go on sale around here. Yeah, and, and they're it's going getting to more get worse. I uh, know. Because of our deportation issues. But you can go back and listen to that podcast for that. Um, oh, and also our problems with our trade deals. But anyway. Cholesterol, yes. Not as big of a deal as it's often made out to be. Don't overdo it. Just like anything. Yeah. Um, corn exactly. products. This is one of my favorites because everybody's always corn syrup, high fructose, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
not much worse for you than that banana is. Your body doesn't see what vegetable it comes from. It just sees the final product. High yeah. fructose is high fructose. Um, Ave is actually much worse for you than corn syrup <laughs> straight up is. If you really want to ruin your system, you go ahead and keep eating that agave syrup. It's worse for you. Um, honestly, refined sugar versus honey versus all of it, there's there's no difference in how your body right. is breaking it down. Now, honey does have some extra benefits if you're getting real from the beehive honey. Um, you're going to get some traces of vitamins, minerals, and other things that they bring with them. Uh, the pollen can be helpful for some people with allergies, um, but most of your store-bought stuff does not meet that requirement at all, including no, the organic section. Yeah, it's a sh- yeah. sugar. Um, I always buy local raw honey for the pollen. Yeah, there is a brand called Raw Honey that that is good, mm-hmm. but it's not from your local area, so the pollen isn't isn't going to be that useful no. to you. Oh, go local, folks! Support um, your local farmers and like all vegetables, yeah. you shouldn't eat a ton of corn. Uh, eating a ton of any one thing is just never good for you. Ask rats; we like to feed it to them all the time until they get cancer. Um, the truth of the matter is any food that you eat, if we feed you enough of it, you will get sick from it. Yeah. Um, whether you build an allergy to it or you get cancer or something else, um, corn products are the same. A little bit of popcorn here and there isn't going to kill you. A corn tortilla is okay every now and then. Don't go crazy. Yep. Um, but that's it. Um, mm-hmm. the last thing for diet myths is weighing yourself constantly. Just cut it out. Um, <laughs> Once a week is more than enough. Your weight is going to fluctuate a lot, especially in the beginning. Um, It's always going to go up at night and go down in the morning. Just ignore it for a while. Um, If you can, in the early parts, try to put it off to every two weeks. Because until you really get into the groove, it's going to affect you. So we're going to wrap this up today because Mm -hmm. Janet has to go pick up a baby. I do. The whole reason I'm on the diet is trying to get rid of the baby weight. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll talk more about individual things from that in a further podcast, but this is the stuff that there's lots of science on. Um, Okay. So thanks to everybody for joining us and thanks to Sound.com for the use of our theme song, Little Idea. Today's references can be found on the Interjection blog at interjectionpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at Interjection Podcast. If you liked us, please take the time to rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about our show. And remember, curiosity killed the cat. Uh, Karen, you probably shouldn't say that. I'm gonna anyway.